Come on, say it like love. There you go, you know. And, 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 and you know, there, we're going to talk a little bit about that because there's different kinds of love, and we're going to get into that. The first thing that I want us to look at is the word phileo in the Greek. And, um, and the Greek word, it's, it's called phileo. And this is a type of love that, that is like a friendship. Here's the definition of the, the, the word phileo in, in the Greek. Can you come ahead with me? Can you advance the slide? There we go. It means to be a friend. Say, be a friend. And you can, you can find out that it also means to have affection for. To be a friend, to have affection for. This is a phileo type of love. We can find this, if you go and you look in the New Testament, you can find this about 25 times in the New Testament. But the word love, or the word charity, is in there also. But I want us to look at this type of phileo type of love. I want to give you a biblical example, so it's John 21. Let's look at verses 15 through 17. Angela? So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Shepherd my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. So three times we see him talk about, do you love me? Do you love me? He asked him three times, do you love me? Do you love me? He asked him three times, do you love me? This is an, an affectionate type of love. If you look at this word in the Greek, it's different than some of the other words that we're going to talk about, the other word that we're going to talk about, love today. So I want us to know that there is a, an affection. It's like to be a friend. Let me give you another Greek word for the word love. Because sometimes in our Western society, we have, how many words do we have for love? It's one. And we are so messed up on what this word love is. We think it's sex, we think it's lust, we think it's affection, we think it's all these other things because, you know, because we have just our definition of what we think our definition is of love. So we know that the phileo word, say phileo, See, now y'all are speaking Greek. <laughs> it's phileo, and that means to have a friend or to be affectionate. We have this, uh, this affectionate, this friendship that's phileo. The other word that I want to talk with you about, not only today, but we're going to continue to really hammer this year, is we're gonna, we're, we are coming into a new love walk. And this is a word called agape. And, or agapeo. There is one Greek word that you can look it up in Greek, and, and, and it will refer back to another one. And it, so you look up the word agape, and it'll refer you back to the word agapeo. And that is a different kind of love, okay? It encompasses, number one, it mean, literally means affection or benevolence. It literally means that. You're going to find this word 159 times in the New Testament. So a lot of times when we look at the word love, we may think, well, that's friendship, or is it the agape or agapeo type of love? And we're going to just dig into that, if you will. In the Thayer's Greek lexicon, here's what it talks about the agape or agapeo type of love. It says it's the love of Christ between Christians and Christians. It's a love between Christians and Christians. It can also be a love of men towards God. 
This is more than just. The agape type of love is a love that is more than just being friends. I'm an affectionate. We're friends. We have this affection that's going on. There is a deep, more intimate type of love. And that is for us to have towards God. The other thing is it says it's also God's love towards men. So God loves us. Say, God loves me. And it's more than just a friendship type of love. It's more than, oh, we're friends, it's good. It is an intimate, relational type of love. It's a deeper love than just the phileo type of love. So that's the agape love. Say agape. Say phileo and agape. Now, you guys are just speaking Greek. It's all Greek to me, right? So I want us to be able to look at this. One of the examples that I want to give you is I was like, God, how is this, how does this differ? And how can we understand love in a deeper level? How can we understand love in a greater measure? The phileo love is kind of more like my head love. I love you affectionately. It's in my head. Are you with me? You, you, you love your... You, you love somebody, a friend of yours, you have what? In your head, in your mind, you love them. But the agape love comes from where? It bypasses your head and comes to your... So I, I have the phileo type of love for my wife, but how many of you know I operate in the agape type of love for her? Because it's my heart. It's my heart. Say your heart. So we can think we love something or think we have an affection for somebody. But what happens is God wants us to, to get to that more deeper, more intimate type of love. And that's the agape or agapeo type of love. Jesus said this in, in John chapter 13 verse 35. This is an example of this agape type of love. He says, by this all men will know that you are my disciples. If you what? Love one another. If you love one another. We're going to know that we belong to Him. Why? Because we love one another. Oh, well, you don't love me because I didn't do this. It's not conditional on what you do or don't do. Hello? Now, the, the phileo love might be, but the agape love is not conditional. How many of you know that your children, you love your children? You may not like the way they act at times. And the parents say, Amen. We may not like the way they act at times, but it doesn't mean we don't love them. See what I mean? Because this love comes from the heart. It's a love that comes from the heart. So John 15, 13. I got I to gotta get that a little darker, don't I? I got to improve on that. He says, Greater love has no, than, no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friend. This word love is the agape love. It's not the phileo love. It's the agape love. It's that love that comes from the heart. That you would lay your life down. Didn't Jesus lay his life down for us? See, it wasn't just an affection in the head. It wasn't just the mind. It wasn't just the thought. It was a heart love that God sent his what only begotten son. That's the next verse, John three sixteen. God so loved the world. He gave His begotten Son, His only Son, His only begotten Son. He what? Loved the world. It wasn't just an, an affectionate, hey, how you doing? It was a deep heart love. It was a heartfelt love that He said, I am going to give what my most precious thing, and this is my Son, and I'm going to give that love 
to the world. That's how much God loves you. I mean, it, do you understand that? I could feel the waves of love come out today during worship. I could feel that if we step into that thing, we're going to know that God loves us in a deep, more intimate way. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 is, a, is another scripture that talks about the agape type of love. It says, it says but God demonstrates his what? Own what? Love. He demonstrates his own love toward us. That in what? While I yet was still a sinner, Christ died for me. Oh, come on, somebody. He gave his life for us. He loved us so much that Christ died for us. He loved us so much. He loves you, man. He loves you. You are loved. Tell your neighbors that you loved. Come on, tell them like you mean it. You love. You know, you are loved. You got, you got some love going on up in here. You got some love. You got some love. You're loved. You're loved. See, it's not based on how you feel right now. Because some of us might not feel that we're very loved or we're very lovely. But it's not based on what your feelings is from your head. It's based on the heart that says, God, I love God and God loves me no matter what. Can I get an amen? Oh, come on. That's some good stuff today. So we were loved. Why? Because of our heart. Our heart. And God is, is shifting us. God is changing us. He's bringing us to just a different place. And, and I just want to share this with you because it's not just us that the shift is on. It's not just us. But there's, there, is, there is a shift in the body of Christ. There's a shift in the body of Christ. Let's go with me to, to the favorite love chapter. Anybody know what that is? 1 Corinthians, yeah, 13. You guys got it, see? That's, that's, that's nice. Let's go to the love chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm just going to have Angela read. Let's read verses 1 through 13. 1 through thir- 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Well, stop right there. In other words, we can do all these good things. I can give a bazillion dollars and feed the poor. But if you don't have love, it's not going to mean a whole lot, is it? You can speak of tongues as men of angels, but if you don't have love, it's not going to really matter. You can surrender your body to the flames, but if you don't have love, it doesn't profit you anything. I love this, this, next, this next few verses, and this is what I want us to meditate on. Here's your challenge. You up for a challenge? We did the 21-day challenge. We sat in Dad's lap, and, and we met with him in the morning, and I hope you continue to do that. Please continue to do that. But here is a challenge for the rest of your life. Not just 21 days, but can we begin? This is agape love. Every time you see the word love throughout this chapter, it is the agape love and not the phileo type of love. It's the love that comes from the heart. So here's the challenge. Can you love in a greater measure this year? I don't know if you want to say yes, because you'll be challenged to do that. 
You'll be challenged to walk and love in a greater level. But I know that as you walk in a greater measure this year, good things will take place. So God's changing us. Say, God's changing me. Look at, what he, look at the agape love that we are going... This is, our, this is our, I don't know what it's called, mantra. This is our, our, our vision, our goal to begin to love this way in every area in our life. Okay? Verse, start at verse 4. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. It, it does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, and reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. But now faith, hope, love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. These three. Say three. three. I, was, I was meditating on this. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. Love, hope, and faith. Love, faith, and hope. Hope, love, and faith. Faith, love, and hope. I mean, you, you can move them around. But he says these three things, and we've talked about faith, haven't we? We've preached on faith. We've, we've received the gift of faith. We're trying to operate in faith. And we've talked about hope, haven't we? Remember, the hope was the anchor to your soul. Some of you remember we had an anchor and tied it to that pole, and, and, and we operate in hope. You need hope. Say hope. hope. We need hope. Being a believer in Christ, these are three things that are ingredients in your life. You've got to have hope. And you've got to have what? Faith. He says, man, hope is good. Hope is some good stuff. I, I got ha- I hope. I got, I got hope. I got hope that things are going to change around. I got hope that, that, that I'm not going to be the same I was last year, but at th- I'm being changed and transformed into the image and the likeness of God. I got faith. I got, I'm standing in faith. We're standing in faith that what God says He'll do, He'll do. Can I get an amen? That, that, that I can be changed and transformed into His image and into His likeness. I got faith that as I hear things, that something's going to explode on the inside of me and my life will now begin to line up with the word of God and I have faith for that but he said those things are good say they're good I mean they're good things those are good things but he says these three things but the greatest of these is what love it wasn't the phileo type of love that he was talking about phileo type of love is good not saying that you just can't be friends with anybody you know but it wasn't the phileo type of love. It wasn't just the affectionate type of love. It was the agape type of love. That love, which back in verse 4 says, love is patient. Hmm. I don't know about you, but I've got to work on that one. Love is, love is kind. Me too. 
It's not jealous. I'm just talking about me up here. I'm not worried about y'all. Y'all got it. Y'all got it going on. Amen. It's patient. It's kind. It's jealous. It doesn't brag. It's not arrogant. Got to work on that this year. How about you? It doesn't act unbecomingly. You know, remember we talked about in the transitions of life, just to as you're becoming a more mature Christian, be a nice Christian. I don't know why she didn't bring my water. I thumped my tea glass four times, and she's got the note of signal. <laughs> Y'all don't want me to go there. Holy Spirit will do it, amen? It doesn't seek its own. Hmm. I can raise my hand. i got to put my hands down here. It's not provoked. And some of you have different versions, but if you'll look at the, the scriptures, it's really the same when you dig back into Greek. Actually, there's more in there. Kind of like the Amplified Version, it just expands it. Doesn't act unbecomingly, doesn't seek its own. It's not provoked. Doesn't take into account... I can't read this. Doesn't take into account wrong suffered. When it says doesn't take into account, doesn't mean that you don't remember it. Doesn't mean that you're just going to forget it because you're not, you, you can't do that. I mean, when, when things have wronged you or you've wronged others, you mean it, it's like, okay, what, is it erased? It might be erased there, but I sure still remember it. I remember 37 years ago to the day. <laughs> Uncle Bob and I got into it, and I told Uncle Bob I'll never come to his house again. 37 years ago, why don't you let that go? We just hold on to that and it keeps us in bondage. But when it says it, it doesn't come into account, it means, it's kind of like it doesn't control you. It doesn't have its way over you. Are you getting this? So when there's been a wrong, and even if you repent and ask forgiveness, people are like, well, I, I know if I, if I, if I, Ask for forgiveness, I'm forgiven. Yes. And I won't remember it anymore. What? And I've had to say, no, 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 no. You, you're going to remember it. Really? I thought I was supposed to forget about it. Throw it in the sea of forgetfulness. Well, if you can do that, that's great. But I can't do that. And I shared with some that when I was in the 10th grade, I was making this hand carving. I'm not very artistic. Some of you guys that are really artistic and craftsy and artsy and stuff like that. I'm, I guess I'm just, what is it, left brain or something. I'm not both or whatever. And I was carving this deal, and I cut my thumb. And I did my thumb like that. I don't mean to be gross, but all of a sudden the blood went and kind of spurted out. It was really cool. <laughs> you know. And, uh, and it hurt for a while. They put three stitches in it. I went, you know, watched them numb it and put three stitches in it. And my dad said, I got to go. Because I can't do that. I was like, this is cool, man. I can do this stuff, but I can't see babies being born. Some of you guys, you guys are awesome. You men, in there. I'm like, nah, I think I'll wait. Y'all let me know when it's over. So what I'm getting back to the love thing. So we don't forget. I, I don't, I don't, I've never forgotten that I've cut my thumb. 
But guess what? When I first cut it and I put stitches in it, Connie, it hurt. So if I was doing something and I bumped my hand, it's like, oh, gosh, hurt. And even for a few years, it may have hurt. But I came to the place, Sheldon, that there's a scar there. But guess what? Doesn't hurt anymore. Will I forget? Probably not. But will it control me? Absolutely not. And it doesn't hurt any long, any longer. I don't I have to worry about the pain. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you hearing me? See, that's this agape type of love that says, even though we go through stuff, because I wish you're not going to get hurt. I really, that would be my prayer, that you won't get hurt, but you do. We all suffer these different things. And Paul says, when I suffer these things, it actually makes me stronger. It makes me stronger when I go through it. So you may be going through a difficult place in your life, but you're going to get stronger. I mean, I ought to be Arnold Schwarzenegger in the spirit realm. Do you, do you know what I mean? I mean, and that's what I mean. I, I may be, I may be like him or maybe I say Samson in the spirit realm. Samson was strong. So that's that type of love. But he says these three things. Three things. Three things. And I couldn't get away from it. And I thought, abide these, th- these three. Faith, hope, and love. He says, like, abide into. Get into these three things. So I began to start thinking about three. The number three. And the importance of three. And is it really important or really does it, does it really matter? How many of you know that there's 84 scriptures in the New Testament that talks about things on the number three? Listen to these. Jonah spent three days and three nights in the belly of the fish. Jesus said the temple would be destroyed in. He said then it's going to be raised back up. And what? Three days it's going to be raised back up. Jesus was like Jonah and he spent in the heart of the earth. Are you with me? And I thought, there's something about threes. There's a cord, they say, that it is a three-stranded cord that's not easily broken. The Son of Man would spend three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The woman took three peck and hid it in the ground. Kingdom of God, Matthew 13, 33. It's like three measures of this. She took and hid it in the ground. She, she put three measures and hid it in the ground, and it what? And it, it spread. Peter wanted to make three tabernacles, didn't he? Hey, Jesus! Oh, there's Elijah! Oh, there's Moses! And Peter's like, man, there's Elijah, there's Moses, Jesus, Jesus. You want me to make three tabernacles for you? I'm so glad to be here. The number three. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Let every fact be confirmed by two or three things. What about Peter when he denied Jesus? You know how many times the rooster crowed? The rooster crowed three times. The woman who took that perfume that she had and wiped Jesus' feet, they said that it was worth 300 denarii. 
She anointed Jesus with it. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. Three months. Elijah shut up the sky for three years and six months. How many people were involved in the story of the Good Samaritan? It was the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan. Faith, hope, and... Hmm. The Trinity. The Father, Son, and... Spirit. The guy knocked on the door and he said, Look, I got some people that have just come in town. Would you lend me three loaves of bread? Remember that? You guys are thinking now. I can see <laughs> how you guys are thinking. 300 souls, or excuse me, 3,000 souls were added in a day. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Ananias came into Peter. Obviously, he was selling something and he had made a promise on what he was going to sell and how much he'd give. And Peter said, Is this what you gave for it? And he said, Yeah. And he died. And they drug him off. And three hours later, his wife came in. Say three. There's something about three. There's something about that number three. Moses, and this, I didn't really get into a lot of the Old Testament, but Moses was hid for three months before they put him into the river Nile. Nile River. Three months. Paul spent three days without sight. He fasted three days because the Bible said that he spent three days without sight and he didn't eat or drink for those three days. Peter! He's on the top of the roof and he has this vision. He didn't have it once. He didn't have it twice, but he had it. Hmm. I got this dream. How many times have you had it? Well, once. Twice. Three times. Hello? Three times he had this trance and you know what the holy spirit told him he said there's three men that are coming to see you just coincidence hmm. paul spoke in a synagogue for three months about the kingdom of god on one of his missionary journeys he spent three months in greece he was beaten three times he was shipwrecked Coincidence? First John. Look at First John, chapter five. I want to look at verses seven and eight. Say three. Pastor, I've been praying and I've been leaving God. I've been standing, standing in faith for a job. How many times have you been to the employer? Once. After today, you might need to go three times. <laughs> well, I don't know. What do you guys think? 
First John chapter 5, look at verses 7, 7 and 8. Chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. Verse 7 says, And there are three that testify. Say three. The Spirit and the water and the blood. And the three are in what? Maybe three dog night needed to sing a song instead of one being the loneliest number that there's power in the three. How many dogs were there? Some of you, I'm telling my age, some of these kids are like, who? Three dogs in the night. Flashing back a little bit, but I won't stay there. But Kyle said the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Do we operate in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? Do we just believe God for God, and, and do we just say it's just about Jesus? Do we forget about the Holy Spirit? Are we allowed to, to say the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? I pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And he says, it's not that I pray, but that my what? Spirit prays. So we believe, we're a church that believes in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's look at verse 13 again, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I should have told you to stick your finger there so you could get back there. And let's look at it. I think I got it for him to pull it up. But faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. Pastor, I, I've just given my life to Christ. What do I do? I hope you're going to have to abide in these three things. First of all, you've got to have faith in Jesus Christ, that He is who He says He is. He's the Son of God, and He rose on the third day. And that word belief, believe, if you look it up in the Greek, it means faith. Hope. Hope is the anchor to your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. It's the anchor. He says, abide in these things. Jesus said, abide in me, and I abide in you. Abide just isn't friendship of phileo. Abide is a heart thing. Oh, come on. When, when we abide in, when we come into that place where we're just right there with God. We're just abiding in Him. We're in there. I mean, when you're in that place, you're just like you, Superman. Nothing can help you. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. you got a big S on your chest, right? I mean, when we're in Christ, doesn't it say that we can do all things to Him that believe? We're, when we're in Christ... We're abiding in Him. You can have faith for tomorrow. You can have hope that maybe you don't have any money today. Maybe you don't have any food in your house. But you can have faith. You can have hope that tomorrow is going to be better than today. Those are powerful things. These are three components should be in every life of every believer. I've got to have faith. 
Things are difficult in my life. Have faith, sister. What is that? I don't know, but I'm working mine out. <laughs> I'm getting there. What about hope? I got hope. I got hope. I'm, I, hope I, I hope things are going to be good. I, I hope I'm going to be able to get to work. I, I hope I'm going to be able to have enough gas money. I hope I'm going to be able to pay the bills. Faith will get you up in the morning and take you to work. Come on, somebody. I heard somebody one time said they named their car Faith. So what do you do? I get up in the morning, I get in faith, I ride faith to work. I had a faith car. <laughs> Jeremy, they may not know what a faith car is. A faith car is that you don't know if it's going to start or not. <laughs> a faith car, come on somebody. A faith car is when you go out there, you hope the tires are up. A faith car is that when you look at that car and you see the pool of fluid underneath the motor that you hope it's not transmission fluid so you can go ahead and get to work. Come on. I got a faith car that didn't have any air conditioning and I had faith that my windows would roll down. Oh, come on. I think I'm hitting something here this morning. Y'all have some faith vehicles too. Amen. Now, here was my faith that when I rolled it down, that it would roll back up. I'd get out of the car and they'd be going, you know, it's, it, you know, it's, it's 95 degrees, brother. Why don't you roll your windows down? I'm like, well, look at that cloud. I didn't have faith that if I rolled it down and it started to rain, that it would roll back up. So I left it up and I sweat. <laughs> Say faith. Oh, you guys have got some faith going on. We've got some faith. But he says, these things are all great. These things are all really good. But he says, these three things. And I began to look at that three, and I thought, man, three literally means Godhead. And we can operate in faith, and we've talked on faith and preached on faith, and we're not going to stop on faith. And we talked on hope and did a message not too long ago on hope. And those of you that, that may not were here, you can download it or listen to it on the, on the internet, lwfchurch.com. Go on there. It, 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 it ministers to me. I'm like, i got to listen to my own message because I need to be encouraged. But what about love? Where are we with love? This is really where the rubber hits the road. Can we love somebody that's unlovable? Can we love somebody that's a different color than you are? Can you love somebody that has a different background than you have? Can an OSU fan? <laughs> you better elbow Bill, I'm headed this way. Can an OSU fan love an OU fan? <laughs> can, it, can an OU fan love an OSU fan? We're all from the same state. He said they're all from the same state. They're just one day that there's no agape love. No agape love on the Bedlam Day. I think there's more than one day.
we're, we're really heading into something, aren't we? Do you want to go there? We need to go there. We need to go there. Not saying you have to agree. But we need to go there. We need to go to the place where we love unconditionally. We need to go to the place that we love from our heart and not just our head. That it's just not mom and dad saying, you've got to love them. And you're thinking, I don't even like them. How can I love them? Because it's not the phileo love, it's agape love. We're going there. We're going there. Why are we going there? Because I have experienced the love of my Father. And when we experience the love of our Father in such a great measure, other things really don't matter. Do we have to deal with issues? Absolutely. But we can still love through them. Hello? i got to deal issues with my kids. But I still love them. And you're here today, and I want you to know that you are loved by God. And it's not just an, an affectionate love, a friendship love. It says, when you do right, I love you. And when you do wrong, that love has grown cold. It's not that love. See, husbands and wives, wives and husbands, a lot of times we love from the phileo and not the agape or agapeo. That hurts. That hurts. Because it's just how you make me feel. It's just when things are good, I really like you a lot. Or is it, I love you no matter what. I love you no matter what. No matter what's going on. Where are we in our love walk? And we're all at different levels. We're all at different levels. We need to love single mamas, don't we? (laughs) And we need to love them mamas with five kids. They're being fruitful and multiplying. And she's like, whoa, not me. Whoa, easy, easy. And we need to love OU people. Yeah, we do. And we need to love OSU folk. Come on, somebody. And we love Texas people. Love to hate Texas. Pray for him, Tatum. Just right now, just we just. I'll lay hands on him. <laughs> Some of you may not know he's a Texas fan. He's an OU fan, so don't lay hands on each other. <laughs> I mean, we can laugh, we can joke, and that's good. I, I I enjoy that. That's wonderful. But this year, we're stepping into a place where we've not been before. And do you want to go? Do we really want to say yes? I want to go. I want to. I want to learn how to love unconditional. I don't know how to tell you to get there. Except for you have to try. And not just once. Well, I tried it one time, Pastor, and that person just don't love me. Well, all I can say is get her done. Well, I tried twice, you know. 
there is a power in that three. You've seen the scriptures. You've heard him. It may be three times. It may be just that third time. And even if it's not that third time, then there's four. There's five. Peter came to Jesus and how long, how many times should I forgive my brother that has sinned against me in a day? I've never had somebody sin against me in a day that many times. In a day. The principle was forgive him over and over and over and over and over and over again. Now if I operate with my love here, then this love won't operate. Let the agape love come out of your heart. Love because it's the right thing to do. Love because God so loved the world, us, you, me, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Maybe you're here today and you've never experienced the love of God. I can't, I can't lay hands on and impart that to you. But come on this journey with us. Come on this journey to where we can crawl up in Dad's lap. And we can be loved in a way to a depth and a height and a width and a breadth that we don't know of. Unlimitless. No lid on how much love Dad's got. But he loves all these kids. Yeah, well, what about if there's another hundred million? He loved them too. Will you go on this journey with us? Will you come to the place where we can love? I don't know how to define this, but let's look in the Word and let's see it. It's patient. It's kind. Doesn't keep records of wrong. Man, I'm glad you lo- you 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 love me with the agape love. I'm glad God loves me with that agape love. Because I mess up, I'll mess up, I'll trip and stumble this afternoon. I may not, I don't know. The Bible says to know the good you ought to do and not do it as sin. So I miss the mark. What do I do when I miss the mark? First John 1, 9. Ask for forgiveness. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all our sins. That is powerful love, isn't it? That is excellent love. And that's the love that we're going to operate in. We're going to step into this. We are going to step into this. And your life will be changed. Are you ready for that? Can I pray for you? Because it's going to be a wonderful journey we're stepping into. Will you let me pray for you? Just where you're seated right there. I'm just going to ask God. Father, just bless them. Strengthen them. God, let us have your heart. We say we want it, but let us have it, God. Show us.
faith, hope, and love. And the most important thing is love. Let us take our faith, God. Let us take our hope right where we are. And let us take that love. You thought you were unloved. Today you know you're loved. I call forth the agape, agapeo, love of God to be in our lives. So you can go forth today, this afternoon, and you can walk in freedom. You can go forth today, this afternoon, and you can continue to operate in that agape love. It's not going to be easy, but you can do it. There's going to be some difficult times ahead, but we can do it. think for us in order to be able to show this type of love to others we've got to experience that love ourselves God wants you to experience that today experience his love this afternoon experience his love tonight when you lay your head down experience his love when you get up in the morning experience his love Experience His love. His excellent love. God, help us to be more like you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's going to be a fun journey. Turn your neighbor and say, get ready. Oh, we got to get ourselves.